0: Welcome to the Design of You podcast. My name is Leah. I'm a human design expert, spirituality coach, wellness guru, and manifestation powerhouse. My podcast is here to educate, inspire, and uplevel your life. I love sharing with you the ins and outs of the human design system in a practical, empowering, and embodied way. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, welcome back to The Design of You, the podcast. I miss you guys. Welcome back to listening to me ramble about all the things. I am so sorry for my hiatus that I took over the last couple months. It was very unintentional, but before I kind of get into it all, it's your guys' fault. (laughs) Um, Just kidding, it's definitely my fault for not figuring out my schedule The right way, but uh, you guys totally blew it out of the park. So those of you guys who have been here for a while or maybe listen to my past few podcast episodes. So I launched on my birthday a new offering called the Human Design Guidebook. The guidebook was something that it used to be called a chart summary. And I used to have a basics version, in-depth version, a relationships version on my website. And I discontinued all of them in like late August, early September And I did that because I wanted to rewrite them into something new. I believe I gave the story on a podcast episode. It's definitely in my email list if you're there. But anyway, I rewrote them and I relaunched them. And you guys totally knocked it out of the park. I mean, I sold I don't even want to say how many and was literally day and night putting these guidebooks together for you. And it was really fun for me. So I'm definitely not complaining by degree. I had so much fun putting them together and it was just a really busy few months. So I was pretty much day and night doing that. I had to miss two weekend trips with friends. Um, I don't condone that. I regretted it both times, but I n- knew that I needed to work on these for the holidays for y'all because I wanted you guys to be able to gift these to your loved ones and enter the new year having a better understanding of yourself. And that said, now there is an option to If you purchase one, you can choose two or seven days when you receive it. So it's not as much of a a time hurdle as it was in the beginning because I was really working through writing a lot of the content for the guidebook. So anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. And just to kind of wrap up the past couple months, it's been crazy. It was my birthday. I had a bunch of friends visit and we had the greatest time and, you know, I launched the new product and then it was Thanksgiving which was really weird this year. I moved to California. It's kind of weird. My story in California, Xander and I moved out here in January of 2021. And we were here for, we didn't know how long we were going to be here for. Xander is a traveling nurse. So we were here for just only three months and um, then we decided to stay longer. And so then we, we, we moved six times in 2021. So we were We lived in Huntington Beach for three months. And then we moved down with my sister who lives in Oceanside, California. We lived with her for a month. And then we moved to Irvine, California. And we lived there for three months. And then we're from Ohio and we had like 85,000 weddings. (laughs) That's an exaggeration that fall of 2021. So we decided to move back to Ohio. So we were in Toledo, which is where I'm from. I'm from a suburb of Toledo that's in Michigan. But we moved back to Toledo for a month. And then Xander took a contract in Columbus, Ohio. We moved there for four months. And then we ended up moving back to California, January, 2022, and we signed a year lease. So, I mean, lots of moves back and forth. And and so we've been in California. So every time someone's like, how long have you been out here? I'm like, two years, but like kind of not. Yeah. So it's kind of weird because this was the first sort of Thanksgiving that I wasn't actually home. and had spent away from family and luckily my sister lives just a little bit South of me. And so I ended up going there and, um, but yeah, it was just kind of strange. Xander worked Thanksgiving and then, um, and then he ended up getting called off and then had to meet us late. It was just such a weird holiday, not being around family. And Thanksgiving's kind of been this weird holiday in my family for a few years. So if any of you guys have weird kind of family holidays, as you get older and your grandparents are, You know, also getting older, which is so sad, but just things shift around and people get married. And then there's all these different families to go to and work schedules and, you know, people live in different places. So it can be very stressful. So I see you if that was any part of your Thanksgiving or Christmas. But so that happened. And then, yeah, it was just honestly, I I think December, like I don't even think it was a real month in my life because I think I just worked the entire month. But it was worth it. Now, not everyone is designed to work themselves to death and neither am I, Uh, but I am a generator with a defined root center and a busy sacral center. And so I do tend to have some energy to kind of go. I also have a, I also have a defined ego. So I've got some, I've got some energy there and I've got a lot of individual circuitry. So then it was Christmas. I ended up traveling back home to see, family which was really nice because like I said I kind of missed that on Thanksgiving and it was just like a quick trip and we were so lucky because I know probably people listening were affected by the southwest sort of plane cancellations that didn't happen to us we flew spirit which we didn't know if <laughs> what to expect which I have to say I actually have had really good experiences with spirit the last few times I've had to fly with them and I don't really get the sort of like fear or I mean, I I don't typically like to fly with them. And, and those of you that know me, you know, I have a fear of flying. And the only reason I don't like to fly with them is because they don't have Wi-Fi on a lot of their planes. And the only way that I get through flying these days, I developed a fear of flying like in 2019. It's been the weirdest thing. And now I really struggle with it. But the only way that I get through flying is if I can work, probably part of me being a workaholic. But I have to like keep my mind busy, or else I kind of go crazy. And that said, the last couple times I've flown Spirit, they had Wi-Fi on their plane. So anyway, we got in literally like two hours before this like major winter storm hit the Midwest region of the East Coast, sort of Midwest region. I think I don't know. I don't really know the specifics, or so I can't remember anymore. But before they hit our area, we we had to fly into Michigan and. We were literally like two hours before and it was kind of cool because our pilot that flew the plane, he was it was like one of his last flights before he was retiring. And it was really cool. He was like talking a lot to us and was giving us like these weather updates. I think I learned more about the state of Michigan that I that I grew up in and did, you know, world history, not world history. But there's like a portion of your elementary school years where you like learn about the state that you live in. So I feel like I knew a lot about. Michigan. But I learned more from this pilot. He must have been from the state because he gave us this whole history lesson. And it was really great as someone who hates flying. It was really nice um, getting in. We we got in before all the craziness. It did take us like an hour to get our bags at the bag check. But then it was literally like zero, negative zero degrees in the Michigan, Ohio regions, which was not fun and definitely not what I'm used to as a California, Southern California resident these days. Yeah, it was a great quick holiday. Also was kind of weird because I don't know if any of you guys do this, but since we live far away, it was like no one, we didn't open presents with our family. Like people sent them to our house for us to open later. So we like didn't open gifts at home, which it's not about gifts. I honestly, like the older I get, I'm like, just give me a gift card or nothing because I'm a, with any of you guys who love the love languages, I am a quality time girl. So I could really care less about gifts. I think that's like my least favorite one when it comes to the love languages, but it was just kind of weird. Like it was, we didn't really do the traditional sort of Christmas that I'm used to, but it was still great to see family. We ended up flying back to California and I took some time away from work, which I feel like I never do. And I really needed that. And then we moved. So our lease was up coming in February and we had just happened to look at a place on a whim in Newport beach. And they're like, it's ready to go if you guys want it. And we applied and I think we got it over to other people and we moved. So I literally got home, started packing, opened my Christmas gifts late and started packing everything. and then the past few weeks have just been wild with like moving. And then, you know, I'm such a like a huge New Year's type of person where I love to get really obsessed with my new year's resolution, spend a lot of time thinking about the past year, thinking ahead. And it was a lot of like that kind of mindset of trying to think about the past and think about the future, which was actually somewhat nice while moving because I was able to throw a lot of crap away that I didn't need. And and now that we've officially settled into our place, um, by the time you hear this, I'm sure it's going to be like a week out from when I actually record this. But now that we've officially settled into our place, it feels really nice because I feel like I can breathe and I can finally focus on work because for a while it was like all right, clearing my stuff out, packing things, throwing stuff away, um, having to shop. We moved into a place. We lived in like a wasn't even like a thousand square feet little apartment. It was two bedrooms, but small apartment. We moved to like a ginormous, it's not even, it's not a house because it's like connected to the other ones, but it's like a, we we have like two stories. We've got three bedrooms, multiple bathrooms. It's like a bigger place with a garage and it's really nice. We have all the storage, but also I've had to like buy stuff to fill it with. So that said, if you do hear an echo in the background, I'm hoping it's not coming through because the rug that I ordered for my office is backordered and hoping that we get that soon so I don't have so much of an echo, which has also been part of the delay with the podcast. So here are all of my excuses. Please be so mad at me for all these excuses. The people pleaser in me is really uh, feeling like guilty for not getting a podcast out to y'all, but I am working on it. I've said y'all like twice today, and I feel like sometimes I say that, but it's really coming through in this podcast episode. So just roll with it, I guess. So, moving into kind of the content of this episode, I wanted to talk about a bunch of different things, but I wanted to give you guys an update on my life. And then I wanted to talk about manifestation and human design. I did the week that I took off, I had put out on my Instagram, like, what are some things that you guys want to hear me ramble about on my podcast? And I had a couple people reply and There's a couple episodes that are going to be coming. One's going to be about maybe later, but I do want to talk about my like super natural experiences that I've had with spirit. Something that I'm really excited for that's coming up is that I am starting a I'm starting a mediumship or a mentorship with a medium this coming week, actually. So I will be working with a psychic medium who does work with spirit babies And she works with people developing their psychic and medium skills. And I will be working with her in a container where she will be helping me hone in on my mediumship skills. If you know me, I've had some really weird stuff happen to me around, I don't know, ghosts, if you want to say, I like to call it spirit to be, I guess, formal, (laughs) Um, but spirit. And I've had some weird things happen to me around like spirits and different sort of Entities, energy work. I've also predicted weird things in my life. I've had weird thoughts that ended up coming true. I'm going to do a whole episode on that. My friend Maddie, if you're listening, shout out. That's my best friend from high school and for life. She was like, you should do an episode on all of those experiences because they're kind of crazy. And I think that it's going to get even crazier because I just recently had another, like probably my craziest experience yet with that work. So I'm definitely going to be doing some stuff with that. Um, I definitely want to record a podcast on some other fun things in human design. I really want to talk to you guys about the in-depth things within human design. Like I want to talk about gates. I want to talk about channels. I want to talk about digestion and variables. So this is the introduction to 2023 in a year of podcasting. I am going to I'm dedicating myself to launching a podcast every week, maybe multiple times a week. I'm not going to make a promise on that one, but potentially, I don't know. You'll just have to pay attention. But I do plan to launch some episodes as much as possible every week at the least and I can't wait to kind of connect with you guys in this way because I really do enjoy podcasting. I I think said this before, I have an undefined throat in human design and I just love to talk. Always have. In fact, this is a little side note. (laughs) I will have to have my dad find this in my baby box, but I'm pretty sure one of my report cards from like maybe third grade Says that Leah talks too much. Um, that was on a report card of mine. I think multiple. Maybe it's just one, but I can't remember fully. But I know it's on one of my report cards that I talk too much. So let's get into this topic officially. Today we're going to be talking about manifestation and human design. This was a highly requested topic. This was the number one thing. I put this on my personal Instagram and my business Instagram. I tend to like kind of share things on both in some ways, just because. I find that I put things on both of my Instagrams because I find that people who follow me personally actually see my stuff a lot. And then people who follow me personally on my business page, so they follow my business page, but they know me personally, they never see my stuff. So I try to put things in both places. And this is because I've also heard from people like, I never see your stuff. I never see your stories. I have no idea what you're up to in your business. And so I like to, you know, inform my friends and family as much as I can, if for whatever reason, Instagram is like shadow banning me, but I put this out on both and everyone was like, I want to hear about manifestation. I want to hear about human design and I want to hear about how they link together. And so this episode is going to be dedicated to that. And even more so, so I just recorded a podcast with the lady gang, which is the craziest shit ever. So the lady gang is this really cool podcast. I'm sure a lot of you guys have listened to them and it's got all of these really amazing, like all these, there's like three amazing women that run the podcast. And one of which is like the chief correspondent at E! News, you know, the other girl, I mean, all of them like do these like really crazy, cool things. And somehow I ended up getting invited to be on their podcast. And it was super cool because there's so much gratitude in my heart for how much that impacted my business. If you're someone listening to this and you have a platform and there's something that you love, please like share about it because it makes such a difference for someone who is a, you know, quote unquote, small business owner. It literally like changed my business in two days. I'm not exaggerating. Like the amount of sessions that were booked, the amount of things that people bought, like from my merchandise and the guidebooks that I sell, I am very busy putting everything together for all of these amazing customers and clients that are signing up to work with me. And so it was such a manifestation that came to life because I literally had this on my vision board in 2022. I had on my vision board something about like celebrity something. And why I had put that on my vision board was because last year I said, I want to work with celebrities. I want to teach them their human design because I love digging into celebrity human design. Um, one of the things that I shared this past year was like I shared Taylor Swift's design, which I'm a huge Swifty. So like, of course, I did. But it was so cool to kind of break down Taylor Swift's human design. And I think people really liked it, whether they care about her or not. And I really want to try and do more of that. And that was a goal of mine. And so the lady gang reached out to me, which, they're low-key kind of like celebrities. And I got to do their human design charts, be on their podcast and it impacted my business in such a positive way. And, and so I actually had, I put a note on my my personal Instagram basically being like, feel like, like this, is a man, this is something that was on my vision board and this was a manifestation that came to life. And I had literally so many DMs of people being like, what do you do to manifest every day? And so this episode is going to be about not only how you can manifest using your human design, but also how you can manifest just manifestation techniques in general. But it really does start with human design. So let's get into it. Okay. So first things first, I do feel like there is a sort of misconception around how to manifest using our human design in these like different specific ways. Um, What I mean by that is like, I think people are like, you know, what gate should I look at? What channel should I look at when it comes to my human design? And it's actually not anywhere super particular in your human design. I'll talk about there are a couple places that could draw on that, but it actually has a lot to do with just your energy in general. So why human design is such a powerful manifestation method is because human design helps you align your frequency to your highest self. So here's the idea. When you are born, you are born with this energetic blueprint that says this is this is the highest version of me. This is all of the gifts that I have. This is what makes me unique. These are my strengths, these are my weaknesses. This is how I can make decisions. This is where I'm consistent energy, this is where I'm not so consistent but I'm here to learn. And so you just have the, it's kind of like when people say, you know, a baby has no, no scratches. It's like perfect untouched, like pure babies are, you know, they're, they're perfect. Right. I think I also have baby fever. So I'm I'm just going to put that one out there too. So I'm not manifesting that though. That's just to say that I kind of wanted to just say, I love babies. They're so cute, but That is how your human design is like it is. You were born your highest version of yourself. And as you get older, we start to experience what we call conditioning. I know I've talked about this in past episodes. I will be doing a dedicated episode to conditioning at some point this year. But when we talk about conditioning, what we're really talking about is, you know, how are we conditioned by these outside forces to be a certain way or act a certain way or do a certain thing. For example, we all go to school and we all are like forced to sit down and learn the same way when there are people that learn by being busy and more like learning more passively. There are people that learn visually, people who learn through, you know, researching things, people who learn through through experience. Some people aren't designed to sit still for long periods of time. And then, you know, we have pop culture and society and friends and we have our parents that are like, you should do this or you should do that. Or, you know, we're just conditioned by so many things and we kind of lose ourselves a little bit. And it's actually really funny because I do find as children, we're very much living our designs and we're very much in alignment with who we were designed to be. And then I also find that Older people like 60 plus are also living their design because yesterday I did a reading with someone who was like in her 60s. And it was just so funny because she was talking about how there was a big chunk of her life where she felt like she was out of alignment. But then now she just doesn't care because she's older and like who cares and she's going to do like what's best for her. And so I find that like that's kind of the idea as kids like we just don't care. We're who we are and we're just so unapologetic and we don't really think about societal norms. We don't think about what's cool. We don't think about you know the way that someone else did something we just live we live our best lives um and you know not all the time you know sometimes not everyone has that privilege but i find that i do a lot of work with people in their 20s and 30s and you know probably because i'm around that age group but i also think that it's sort of this time period where after we've gone through all of these major conditioning sources of like you know our school systems and you know our friend groups and different things and you know we, we i think a lot of times we try to pretend to be cool. Or we try to do things that like seem like the cool thing to do? Right. And then I think we graduate college for some of us who went to college or, or not. And we get into the real world and we start working and then we kind of meet ourselves again. And we're like, wait a minute, like this is out of alignment. Like the right, the wrong people are in my life, the wrong relationships keep showing up. And now I am, I'm really lost. I don't remember who I am. I don't remember what I love. And A lot of times it's like literally going back to childhood and remembering yourself, but human design can kind of streamline that process too. But it's always really interesting because I think we, I do a lot of work with people in this age group because that's an age group where people feel they're not as lost. And in that age group, or I do a lot of work with people in that age group because they are lost and they are trying to find themselves again. And so then we, we work on this deconditioning and So why human design is a helpful manifestation method is because as you decondition and as you get closer to the highest version of yourself and you start making decisions in alignment to who you are, you allow things that are meant for you to be drawn to you and the things that are not meant for you to be kind of pulled off when you are in alignment. And I just recently was someone asked me what is alignment and I forget that like, Not everyone knows what that means all the time. Alignment is simply that you are in a flow state and you are experiencing little to no resistance in your everyday life. And so alignment is like the right people are in my life in my life. I'm in the right relationships. I'm in the right job. And not to say that like any of us are perfect constantly and we all have these great things. The idea is to be 80 percent in alignment and like 20 percent not Our out of alignment is like a reminder and an invitation to go back to being in alignment. It's kind of like that reminder, like, hey, you're you're falling off track. You know, don't get too far down this path. Get back on your path. Start making decisions that feel intuitive to you, which is using your strategy and authority. Going back to making intuitive decisions will help you get into this aligned place. When you are in that aligned place and you have you've began working on deconditioning. So you're making decisions in accordance to your intuition. You are, you know, you're not not doing the smart thing. You're not doing what your parents told you to do. You're not, you know, doing the thing that like the society had set up for you to be successful. You're doing what felt feels good for you and that alone. And you are starting to walk this path of your purpose. And you're starting to feel like, you know, this doesn't make any sense because a lot of times our intuition doesn't work with logic. It works with, it works with just literally intuition, like our body. It's like this inner knowing. I'm sure all of you listening can think of a time where you did something that you're like, I don't know why I did this, but it just felt right. And then it led to your life sort of unfolding in some grand way. And you're like, wow, that like little decision that I made that it it didn't make any sense, but it worked out. So you can all think of decisions, maybe small or big where that happened in your life. And then it turned into this great thing. So. That's what we're trying to get back to when we use human design. And when you are in alignment, you are manifesting by a tenfold. When you are on your path, that allows the right people to find you and the wrong people to get off your path. When we are our most authentic selves, we allow authentic interactions to take place. If you are living in a life where you you are not authentic to who you are and you're putting on a facade you are going to continue to feel into what we call our not self theme. So if you're a generator, it's frustration. If you're a manifesting generator, it's also frustration. If you're a projector, it's bitterness. If you're a manifester, it's anger. And if you are a reflector, it's disappointment. So if you're starting to feel those things, that is, that's that indication that you're out of alignment and you're going to continue to feel those things if you are not in alignment and bringing in the wrong relationships and opportunities. And so when we live a life On the wrong path, we lose out on having authentic and genuine interactions and great relationships and great jobs. And so that's why human design is such an important manifestation practice, because when you make decisions using your strategy and authority, you naturally decondition from all of these outside forces and you allow all of the right things to be attracted to you you allow an authentic life to unfold and it's always the life of your dreams. And a lot of times, like we should dream bigger because it even becomes greater than we can ever imagine. And so simply put, just using your human design to make decisions is one of the best ways to manifest. The number two thing you can look at in your chart is there's these arrows on either side of your body graph. You can, if you don't have yours in front of you, if you're driving, Please do not get into an accident, but at some later point, go to thedesignofyou.com. It is in the bio. Go get your chart. You need your exact birth time. And for this, you really need your exact birth time. So if you really don't know, like, unfortunately, this is probably not going to be the um, thing to look up for you because this does change minute to minute. But what you're going to look at is the arrows on either side of the like head portion of your chart. There's going to be four. and The arrow that is on the bottom right hand side, it speaks to our perspective. Now, I do want to add a cliff note here. This is a controversial human design topic, and this is because there is really no like source literature. And what I mean by source is like the person that channeled the human design system. This was not something that he like channeled in this way, but it's been a an opinion or a perspective that's been held by leaders within the human design space, because this arrow speaks to your perspective and whether your perspective zooms in on things or out on things. And there's this idea that if your arrow points one way, you're designed to get really specific, zoomed into the details. And if it's pointed the other way, you're meant to get less specific, zoomed out of the details. So if you look at that bottom right-hand arrow, if it's pointing towards your chart, so to the left, that means you are... You have specific manifesting style. Specific manifesting style means that you are designed to get specific. The arrows on that side control our mind and how our mind processes information. But actually, like, and here's the other reason why it can be controversial is because it actually takes the other two arrows on the, like, the other side of your chart on the left hand side. It takes those two left, those two arrows. It takes going through like different levels of those before this sort of third arrow, which is the bottom one on the right hand side to unlock. That is for more specifics. If you do a reading with me, we will get all into that. But Or if you do my mentorship, we'll definitely get all into that as well. So you understand how that works. But for this, the sake of this podcast and being on manifestation, the bottom right arrow, if it is pointing to the left, so pointing towards the head region of body graph, all the shapes, you are designed to get specific about what it is that you want. So vision boarding, you know, timelining, um, thinking about things in a very specific way. Um, so f- here's an example. So when I wanted to, when I knew that I was like ready to transition out of my corporate job, I remember feeling October. Like I remember being like October, October, this was in 2021. And I like, remember we lived with this, this couple at the time. And I remember saying to her, like, I don't know, I just feel October. And for some reason that date, there was no specific date, but I was just like October. Like, that's just kind of what kept showing up for me, you know, and um, time goes on and never really like fully attached to it. But that was always in the back of my head. I got kind of specific on that piece. And when I ended up going part-time before I officially left, my part-time began in October. And I was like, look at that. Like October made sense. Um, I think maybe if I said I was leaving in October, maybe I would have actually left, but I think I knew that there was going to be a transition then um, that could also just be my intuition coming through as well, which we all have intuitive powers, by the way, I'm, I'm not anyone special. We're all intuitive beings and can tap into things like this. So, so vision boarding, getting very specific timelining, like even writing down, like maybe it's, you know, I want this house and I want it to have. Like blue shutters. You can think of I just watched the notebook recently on a plane um, when I was coming home from Christmas. And um, you know, in the notebook, it's like, I think she says, like, I want a white house with blue shutters. Like she got very very specific. Maybe Allie from the notebook has specific manifesting style. So those are some examples. And if you look at your human design chart, it'll that can be a place that you also draw into in terms of how specific or not specific you should get the opposite. So if that bottom right-hand arrow is pointing to the right, so away from the head region of your chart, that means that you are a non-specific manifesting style. It means that your perspective zooms out. And so with this one, it's a lot of times around you taking a more broader approach. So going back to some of the examples I gave, maybe you want to leave your job and it's like, okay, what's that, What does that feel like when I do that? What does it feel like when I get to that place? Aligning to the feeling of that's going to show up when you get into that, when you get the thing that you desire, when the when the reality that you want to live in, if you can align your energy to what that is, that will help your manifestations come through easier and faster. So instead of it being like, you know, I want to do it in this specific way, you're not designed to have all the details and the colors And so instead of the blue shutters, maybe it's like, I just, you know, I I just would like a house like, you know, on this lake or by this river or whatever it is in the notebook or, you know, I just know I won't like a house and I know what it's going to feel like the day that I like walk out on that porch. And so those are ways that you can use that arrow is to get specific or not specific. So either align with the feeling or get really specific on the details, zoom in or zoom out. So that is the other thing in human design that can teach you how to manifest. I do know that to be magnetic, Lacey Phillips, love her work. I'm actually going to talk about an experience with some of that work um, next. Well, kind of next, but they speak a lot to the specific versus non-specific manifesting style. And um, so it's became a really hot topic within human design to talk about and human design, again, I will hammer this home. It is not a belief system. So just experiment with it. All it asks you to is like, just play with this information. So why don't you just try it and see what happens in your life? And, you know, if that doesn't feel resonant for you, then, you know, leave this right on the podcast. But if it feels resonant for you, then keep doing that, like keep doing what is working and feels right and intuitive and creates more flow and least least amount of resistance in your life. Okay, so now I want to get into techniques that I use to manifest every single day that are outside of human design. Of course, human design is the number one for me, but there are also things that I do as sort of rituals that help my human design practice. So I'm going to start by giving you guys the list of everything I'm going to talk about because I am going to weave some pretty big stories of my life into these manifestation practices so you can see kind of how they have worked. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is list making and visualization and vision boarding kind of as a whole, but those are all three separate things. But those are really big pieces of my manifestation story. Some other techniques I'm going to talk about are NLP and subconscious programming. And I'm going to share a re- an experience that I had at a retreat with that. I'm going to talk about journaling and I'm going to talk about Manifesting with the Moon, and I'm going to talk about orgasmic manifestation. So stay tuned. This is going to be a longer portion of the episode getting into manifestation techniques outside of your human design. Okay, so let's get into all the stories and all the ways. So it kind of starts with me and how I've manifested a lot of things within my life. It starts back in... 2019 for me. It probably actually goes earlier than that. Uh, back in college, I can even find notes. I do a lot of notepadding, by the way. Like journaling is going to be something that you're going to hear me say 85 times. But I do a lot of journaling. I write a lot of things down. I'm always in my notes app on my phone. I, like I always joke with Xander. I'm like, if you like ever looked at the notes I have in my phone, like you would probably have to break up with me because my mind is a little crazy and uh, I put everything there. So I definitely feel like, like there are things that I can look through in my notes that have come true in my life. And it's really cool to see how things have kind of come true just by looking at them. So the first thing that I want to talk about is how I've manifested to where I am right now. And this goes back to 2019, 2018, 2019. So I graduated college in 2018 and I began working for this company. I've talked about it. I, like, I worked there and that's where I, I worked forever basically. And I knew when I started working that I was not happy at that job. I was not happy there. I did not love um, my position. And so that was just a part of like, my story. And I ended up kind of having my entire life fall apart. This is a strong example of being out of alignment where my life really felt like there was nothing good going for me. So I, you know, I started this job. I remember like the job was really hard, felt like I lived on an island a little bit. I had moved in with two roommates and one of the roommates ended up it not working out and was a really weird situation. And so that was really out of alignment and like that was really stressful. And then I got a dog and my dog Cleo, which is such a, it's a sad story. She ended up being, she ended up passing away, but I ended up getting a dog and Um, I don't know, just things just were not working out. I was really stressed out. I really felt like out of alignment. I kind of remember like feeling like I didn't look like myself anymore. Yeah. I ended up going through pretty like hard breakup. I did not, um, that I didn't really see coming. And I just was kind of just going through, going through it. Like it was just, was not a good year. And that was like 2018 into 2019. And and then like another roommate that I lived with, there was like a falling out that happened. There was like a lot of things just out of alignment. And after I went through the breakup and um, I was like having struggles with my job and and at I don't even want to say struggles because I feel like I was actually pretty good at my job, but I felt like there like it just wasn't in alignment. And so even though like you can show up and look like you're good at something, it just wasn't ever right for me. I remember that's when I was doing a lot of journaling. Like I was spending a lot of time writing and I decided to book a solo trip to Costa Rica for like a yoga retreat. I had done yoga before, but I wasn't like a yogi by any means, but I was like, I want to just go like, get me on a freaking plane. I wanted to leave like the next day, but I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Like I'm done with life. I need to evaluate my decisions and um, I need to evaluate everything that's currently present because clearly nothing's working. Like, not like nothing is in flow. Everything is resistance. And yeah. So, um, I ended up going to a yoga retreat. Um, it was great. We did yoga like twice a day. It was in Costa Rica. I stayed at this place called Rancho Margo. And it was literally like that place has such a special spot in my heart. Like I am dying to go back there. I, I tell Xander all the time, like we have to go, we have to go. Um, but then part of me is like, should I go back to somewhere I've already been or should I go somewhere now? But anyway, so I love it there. It changed my life. We did yoga and we did a vision board practice, which wasn't my first vision board I've ever done, but we did vision boarding and I made sure I journaled every single night. I remember at one point saying, how can I, like one of the notes I have is how can I work for myself? Um, how can I work in wellness? I, I, I wrote like, I want to help people. At that trip, we also did a vision board. And my vision board had all of these different things on there around like spiritual wellness and just all sorts of different things about what I like working, working in wellness, I think is on there. And like the moon and all of these like little things around doing something in a bigger way. And I had no idea what that was. And before I went to Costa Rica. I ended up going to see a psychic, which is a huge part of my story. And I saw this psychic and she told me that I would be doing something to help people and that I would start my own business and that in two years I would make it. And I think I, again, I think maybe I added this in my beginning podcast, but she told me that the person that I had like just gone through a breakup with was not meant for me. She told me that I was going to meet my husband and she said, I, I may have already met him, which is a really crazy story. I'll have to do a story on how I manifested Xander at some point, but I'll, I'll kind of weave a couple things into here. But she told me that I would meet him that summer. She told me that I would, um, it would be like a formal introduction. She told me that I would start my own business. I remember she stopped and said, do you know what I'm talking about with this business thing? And I said, I have no idea. I have no idea. And she said, "Hmm." and she was like, well, you are going to have a successful business, like helping people. And she said, you are way more spiritual than you think. And I mean, I have a list of this in my phone. Um, She told me that, the craziest thing is she told me that I would be moving around a lot. And I just mentioned in the beginning of this how much we moved. She also told me that uh, my boyfriend would have a, a really great family, which he does. And uh, he would push me to be the person that I was meant to be. And if any of you guys know me closely, I would not have ever, ever left my corporate job if it was not for Xander. Because my therapist didn't even really believe in me. I had a couple friends that believed in me. My parents, I know who listened to this, like didn't really believe in it either. I really didn't have a ton of support. And so when I decided to like take the leap, the only person like 100% backing me up was Xander. He is like the biggest motivator in my life. Like the person that's like, you've got this, like you're going to go to this place and like you're going to be the best at this thing. So... So it was just kind of interesting that like the psychic said all of that. And at the time, like I didn't even know who he was. I didn't even know what this business thing would be. I had no idea. And then I go to Costa Rica and I'm like losing my mind. I'm like, I'm so lost. I like don't want to leave here. It's changed my life. And how do I work for myself? And I remember the the, like yoga teacher there, like, and some of the people I met were just so beautiful and the way that they approached life. And I just was like, this is like, this is how life should be. I I left Costa Rica and I am back in Ohio and I'm back at my job and I'm miserable. I ended up having the worst panic attack of my entire life. About a couple weeks later, I was up at a lake with my friends and I had been drinking and I had the worst panic attack I've ever had in my life and legitimately like had to sit myself in a dark room and almost felt like I couldn't even drive home. And then the next day had a panic attack. And then the next day had a panic attack. I literally had to go. I didn't even go back to my apartment. I like didn't want to leave my parents' house because I was having so much anxiety. And it was like the worst. I've never felt the anxiety that I felt in that way. This was 2019. I couldn't figure it out. And so then I'm like in therapy and my therapist is like this is like the time where I'm like, I I need to leave. Like I need to make changes. And I think why I was having so much anxiety was because I was trying to make drastic changes really quick because I left this retreat and I was like ready to change my whole life. And like, I just didn't even know where to start. And so I started applying for jobs in California. I applied for literally, I think it was like a hundred something. I had two interviews, didn't go anywhere, which is here's another part of the manifestation story, which is crazy. One of the places that I interviewed was um, Taco Bell, their corporate position, a corporate position within Taco Bell. Their headquarters are located in Irvine, California, which is where Xander and I ended up getting our first apartment together, which is absolutely crazy because by the way, because you guys maybe heard me say Huntington Beach was the first place we lived. We lived with other people. So that wasn't our apartment, but our first apartment together was in Irvine. So just to say out there, but we, um, so it was really kind of wild how I, And just, we'll kind of circle back in a little bit, but it was really kind of wild how like so many things kind of came around full circle. So I had interviewed, I was losing my mind. I was going through all this anxiety and I remember trying so hard to leave, like trying so hard to not be where I was and constantly crying and constantly going through this whole thing. And my therapist, I remember saying to me, I know that you want to leave and I know that you want to make these changes, but what if you just stayed put? And I literally got into an argument with him where I was like, no, because that's like, I was like, you have to act. You have to, I have to make, like, I have to work towards it. Like I have to make the decision and the choice to, like, I can't, I'm not, I'm just going to stay the same if I just stay put, like I have to go forward. And he was like, I'm not saying that you have to stay here and that this is a place for you, but what if you just calmed down? And what if you just trusted that like it like it will happen, but just stop trying so hard. And I remember just being like so mad. And like to give some timeline, like this is like June 2019. And this is like probably within a few months after or like a few weeks to a month after like my big panic attack. And this is about less than two months since I was in Costa Rica. So I'm losing my mind. None of these jobs are working out. I don't get the job in Irvine, California. And it's the 4th of July and I meet Xander at a 4th of July party run into Xander and I didn't know him, but I knew his best friend. And you remember the part about the psychic saying that it was going to be a formal introduction and someone that I knew. Well, I didn't know Xander, but I knew of his name and I and it, like, I wouldn't have been able to pick him out in a room. I just like, it's a very unique name. So like, I knew that, but his really good friend who is a family friend of mine was like, we said, hi. And he was like, this is my friend Xander. And I literally shook Xander's hand. And we were like, and we literally shook hands. And I was, and he was like, I'm Xander. I was like, I'm Leah. And I looked at him and I said, I feel like I know you. And he was like, I feel like I know you too. And we didn't talk the rest of the night, which apparently he came up to me later that night, but I was like, like just didn't register. He was too scared to talk to me because he really wanted to. We ended up like at the same bar that night. And like, he didn't come up to me, but was just like trying to figure out what to say <laughs> anyway. Um, it's another story for another time, but the funny thing is like, it was a formal introduction and the thing is we did know each other. And like, we have so many weird ties, which I'll have to like, get into, like we have like, our, like my mom grew up on the same street as his family. And it just kind of like weird how it all sort of can like transpired where it was like, oh my gosh, like we knew of each other, but we didn't know each other. So that's what it was so, it was so funny when she said like, yeah, like you were going to, know like this person. And the other thing the psychic told me was that when I told you that she said that she was going to, um, that I was going to travel around and move a lot, I remember her going, do you travel for work? And I was like, Nope, I never travel for work. <laughs> so, uh, it was funny because I remember being like, I don't like, this is not even true. Like I'm going to leave here. Like, I just don't even know if any of this is going to happen. So all of that is all of that kind of takes place. And, you know, next thing is that Xana and I are dating and things are great. And like, at this point, like, I don't even want to leave Toledo or Ohio anymore. Like, I'm really happy. Like I, I ended up moving apartments. Um, I ended up like really kind of just being comfortable with where I was. So I guess I sort of took my therapist's advice indirectly. And, and this is where I really felt like my manifestation story began. So it doesn't matter what you want and how you think you're going to get it, the universe is going to deliver it to you or God or whatever you believe in is going to deliver it to you in the way that's meant for you. So I am taking this advice. I'm happy. I am in a relationship that doesn't make me want to leave anymore, which is so funny because I had spent so much time trying to change my life. And so for once I said, okay, I'm going to just stay put And honestly, I had put the feelers out there. I had already written about what I wanted to do. And at this point, I actually knew what human design was. I just it wasn't something that even occurred to me because I found human design years prior, but I never dug into it. So at this point, it's 2020. I I lost my dog just to circle back on that, which was the most heart wrenching thing of my life you know, a note on grief, she served a purpose for me during all of this chaos. I I would literally not have made it through any of that stuff without her. RIP. I love you so much, Cleo. I know she's here with me because I've worked with a medium and she's always next to me. And I have her photo and a collar right in front of me in my office. So, so all of this, everything was kind of falling out of my life that wasn't meant to be, but in the best way. And it's 2020. Everyone had sort of the worst year ever. And I ended up having a really good year. I ended up at that point refining human design. And like, as I started doing this thing, I remember there was a point where I realized this was what that psychic had been talking about. This was the thing that I knew I was meant to do because there was this feeling inside me that I had to do it. Now I'm still in Ohio. There's no even remote plans to move to California Uh, I've manifested my partner, which I'll do a whole episode at some point on how I manifested Xander. Um, But you heard some of it already today. But I had all of these things sort of start to unfold. And towards the end of 2020, Xander approaches me and he's like, hey, I am going to start travel nursing. And I about freaked out inside because I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I've done long distance relationships. It just doesn't work. And I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't really want to leave. I'm so happy. Ironically, (laughs) I wanted to stay where I was. And it's so funny because he says, I want to go to Southern California. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, that's kind of where I wanted to go. And, and by the way, he had asked me to go with him when he approached me about travel nursing and I said no, because I wanted to stay where I was, which is so funny. I was totally nervous about doing long distance, but I literally said, just go do your thing. I mean, it's only a few months, I'll visit you. And when you come back, we'll figure it out. That was kind of my mindset. And then he's like, well, do you want to come with me? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I'm going to Southern California. And I'm like, oh, well, that changes literally everything for me. So I remember it occurred to me one night, I was driving home from Somewhere, And I remember driving on the highway and I remember crying in my car because it was happy tears because I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it is so crazy how manifestations happen because I have wanted to always move to California and that's where we're going and it's happening and we had started to make the plans and whatever else. And it was just crazy to see the manifestations start to unfold and that's when I remembered what that psychic said about the traveling thing. And I'm like, maybe we're going to travel a lot. And lo and behold, we moved six times in 2021, which I don't recommend. But I was like, wow, I really I've never seen these things start to happen. And that's when so at the beginning of 2021, we move. I established my business. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's 2021. I looked at the calendar. It was just about exactly two years from when I saw that psychic that told me two years from now, you are going to make it to where you want to go. You know, there's a lot of pieces and parts of the story. Obviously this is very broad, but you know, at that point then that's where I was like starting to really be like, I don't know what to do. I need to really like focus on this business. And that's when I ended up making the decision shortly after that, I made the decision to go part-time then finally pursue this as a career. But so our manifestations happen in so many different ways. And I And to this day, I am watching my manifestations unfold in the craziest ways that I could have literally never imagined. So that's your reminder, again, to dream bigger because you literally never know what's going to happen. And I guarantee even as big as you dream, it's going to be greater than you could have ever imagined. That is sort of a piece of my manifestation story around how I ended up where I am today and vision boarding in journaling and visualization was the biggest part of that because during all of this, I journaled constantly. I have my journal in front of me. I was going through some of the pages briefly a minute ago and it brought tears to my eyes because it's insane the things that you write down and you really fully believe in them. And I feel like I could get emotional right now because like, I really do believe in certain things. And I know that anyone listening, when you believe in yourself, when you really truly want something and you write it down and you have an intention, I promise you it's going to happen. And it might not be the way that you want it. And it might not actually even be the thing you really want, but it will be better and different. And it will be the thing that pushes you to be the the person that you're meant to be. I really, I visualize things. I remember thinking about California. I visualized it and we lived in Irvine, which was the craziest part of that's where I was like interviewing. So you just never know. And I look back on my vision boards and it's crazy. Like at one point I vision boarded about getting a Frenchie and then Gus, Gus comes along. This was after Cleo. I um, had on my vision board smoothies. I ended up, and I just put smoothies. Like I'd like to have more smoothies. And then I did this whole like smoothie project one year. And there's just like all of these things. Like in 2021, I put plant-based. I was plant-based the whole year Obviously that was an intention setting, but I, I thought about these things every single day. And so you can't just get a vision board and put some scrap paper on it and then say, okay, great. Like, let me go now shove that in my closet. You have to look at that every single day. My vision board is above my desk. When I stare at the wall next to my desk every single day, I always look at it. In fact, when I am thinking about um, names for programs, names for things that comes from my vision board, for example, one of the things that I have as my mission statement is redefining wellness and spirituality. Guess where I got that? On my vision board in 2022, it says redefining wellness. And so I thought that's that's it. My word for the year is surrender because that's the word that keeps showing up for me. That's for 2023. And it's something I have to revisit every day. You have to get specific if that's what your manifesting style is, about what it is that you want. And don't just throw beautiful photos on your vision board say, what does that represent? Is this the thing that I want? Because from my own experience, every single time that I have gotten specific, set an intention around what it is on my vision board, it has worked for me. Again, I am specific manifesting style. And if you want to know what your manifesting style is, I believe it will tell you if you look up your chart on my website, again, you.com. But also, if you get your guidebook from me, there is a page dedicated to learning more about that. It will talk about your perspective and it will talk about whether you're considered a non-specific or a specific manifesting style. So let's move on to these next ones. So that was vision boarding and visualization and journaling a little bit. This next thing I want to talk about is manifesting with the moon. And on that note, I have another life update to share. I did start a new business, sort of business within 2020, 2023, 2023, uh, getting way ahead of myself. Uh, but basically I started a business or sector of my business, which is just in person circles. I can talk about this in another episode. If you read, uh, my, if you read my post that I put on my, it's like a joint post on my Instagrams around like why I started this and how I got into it. But I'm now leading in-person events in Newport Beach. So in Orange County, California. So if you're anywhere in Southern California, Orange County, which you would know this is like smack dab between LA and San Diego. So I am going to be sitting at the beach at lifeguard stand 40 in Newport Beach. We're going to be sitting in circle. And when I say we, anyone is welcome. Um, It's not just exclusive to women. It's anyone. And it's a manifestation circle to sit together, share from our heart, open up and talk about things that we desire and release emotions and just get comfortable with what's true for each other. And it was really cool. I held my first one a few weeks ago and it was mostly just my friends. I had to move it because it's been so rainy here in California, which is very unusual, but I had to move it from a Thursday to a Friday. So a bunch of people couldn't make it. and ended up just being mostly like good friends of mine, which was so cool and and really just neat to hear everyone open up and share things that they're releasing from last year. And so if you in your hometown or wherever you live, like you should start a circle too. It's so fun to just sit down and get together. And I mean there's a whole method to what's called the council. But what I want to talk about though is the importance of manifesting with the moon. And really like there is different things within your astrology chart that would make the moon more important to you or more potent. And I am not an astrology wizard, but I do know that my chart specifically, the moon is important to me. And I think it has something to do with my cancer rising, but honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. So I will have to have someone tell me I had an astrology reading at the beginning of the year. And, and he said something about the moon being very important to me. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's perfect because I just started this whole business. So manifesting with the moon is about using the power of that potent energy to set your intentions and, and really work with the energy. So every new moon is a good time to start something new. It's a really good time to get ahead. It's a really good time to think about what you want in the next month. It's a really good time to make new connections and just start fresh. When we look at the new moon, it's sort of like this period of time where we're entering a new phase and it's it's an important time to think about what's to come and how to set the intentions around really what you desire. So, I will be having a new moon circle probably by the time this episode comes out. The new moon circle will have already passed, but Um, If you're listening and want to come to the full moon circle, the full moon is a really good time to release. So it's sort of like the end of a cycle. It's releasing the past, whether that's the past 30 days or the past just in general, but it's a really good time to release and say, I let go and I empty out. I'm ready to step into the new year or the new month or this new version of myself. But before I do that, I need to say gratitude. I need to say prayer and I need to let go of anything that's holding me back and that I no longer want to carry and using the energy of the moon is really helpful. And I know that that's been something really important. Here's a good example. So when it was, there was a new moon in March of last year, and I have a note in my phone. Again, I love to journal, which I think is so important. I'm very clear about what I want. And I was sitting down one night and I was writing down things that I want to happen and what I'm calling in, in this new moon. And I must've had some potent energy around it because I wrote down, like, I want to grow my Instagram following. I want to start working with more people. I want to have my calendar booked out with readings and I wrote very specific things around what I wanted to happen, and this is really crazy because at the start of March of last year, my Instagram account had maybe like over th- just a little bit over a thousand followers, which isn't that many. Literally by the end of that month, I think I had like six thousand or so. Like my account grew by a tenfold. I mean, not a tenfold, but you know, I'm exaggerating here a little bit, but it did grow an extreme amount. And really, I didn't change a whole lot, and I booked out my calendar. And so I will tell you that it really does work. And especially if you really set an intention and you believe it, and then you work at it. Here's the thing. Manifestation doesn't work without work. Like we can all say we want to be millionaires and we can all say that we want to live in great places. But if you're not making steps, if you're not keeping that vision so centered and front and clear, you're never going to get to the place that you want to go. And so for me, like I knew that I wanted that and setting that intention, it like it subconsciously changed my actions for the month. And I think that's where the manifestation sort of the magic of it happens, where your intentions and your the actions that you take somehow start to to shift when you really have that, that vision in focus, the thing that you really want, rather than just saying it and then, you know, closing it up in a book and putting it in a corner and never thinking about it again. It's revisiting that to train your subconscious brain to notice when there is something that's in alignment for you in front of you, that's in alignment with that desire. It helps you pull those things closer to you and then start to make the right decisions or action steps to get closer to those things. The last piece of manifestation advice that I want to give you guys, there are tons of exercises and different things that work. And I really urge you to go on TikTok or YouTube or Pinterest or I mean, just go into the Googles and type in manifestation techniques. And I promise you there's going to be several articles that come up. I wrote one for the bustle, the do's and don'ts of manifestation, which I will also link in the show notes if you want to read another article that I wrote about manifestation. But this next thing is going to get kind of scientific around how the subconscious brain works with manifestation and why it is important to really work on your shadows and to really train yourself to get deeper into these layers of your brain because you're never going to manifest if you don't actually do the work and and figure out what's stopping you. So this past summer, uh, it was August, I was at a manifestation retreat that I got invited to and I did not know what to expect. I didn't know the host of the retreat. I, I didn't know her credentials or anything. I just kind of went in. Like at that point I was like, I'm manifesting money and a really profound experience happened to me at this retreat, which I had no idea. Like, I really did think that I'd be writing down things that I had already been doing. Like, you know, I want to, you know, work with more people and different things that I already had on my list. So I'm at this manifestation retreat and we did start our day with writing things down, like, what is today about for you? What did, what do you want to call in? What are things that you really desire? What are things that you no longer desire? And I have this whole journal of different things that I wrote. And, and it wasn't just like, you know, a million dollars. It was like, why do you want to have a million dollars? So like, instead of, so one of the things I wrote, like, instead of like, I want a bunch of clients I wrote like, I want to empower people to live their mo- to live their lives being their most authentic selves and i wrote things like that that i wanted to call in and what i ended up learning was a lot about the subconscious brain so the number one thing is that from the ages of zero to seven we have a lot of neuroplasticity in our brain neuroplasticity is just kind of the the sponge of our brain and so from zero to seven is really really important More than people realize, and so any parents listening, I'm not a parent, so I mean, take my advice small, but know that your child is absorbing everything, and that time period is incredibly crucial for how someone's brain is wired. And so the older that we get, the less neural plasticity we have, and it's hard to rewire our brain functions. This is why people do... drugs. (laughs) Like people work with psychedelics because it helps create more neuroplasticity in their brain and create new connections. I know ketamine is like huge on Instagram right now, which is so crazy. I'll never say never, but, um, so the first step that a lot of coaches start with when it comes to, you know, working with people. And a lot of what I did was just, was just this earlier in the podcast was the action step. And the example that I learned this through was if someone is angry and they lash out when they're angry, a lot of coaches will say, you know, just count to 10 when you're angry instead of, you know, lashing out, just say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Okay. And the problem with that is that the person that is angry, and even though they count to 10, it doesn't take away from the emotion that they have at a deeper level and so this next kind of layer or level beneath action is the emotional um, part, which is these are the action and then the emotional part of our brains are actually more conscious to us. So when you are in that emotional state, you know you're still angry. And if you suppress that anger, that's where somatic things show up, disease and and different parts. And then there's a layer that goes beneath this, which is really where we start to get into the subconscious brain. And this is what we're trying to rewire. This is that hardwired neuroplasticity. um, Well, like no longer very neuroplasticity. I might not be saying these phrases, right? Like I'm not fully trained in this, but this is how it works. So this next part of your brain, which is sort of your mental capacity This is your filter and this is where your core beliefs and identity is that needs to change. So whatever is causing a person to be whatever, in this case, angry, there has to be something that mentally changes in the subconscious brain for the core beliefs or reactions that happen within this person's brain to work, to be able to change the action or the emotion around this. And our subconscious brain makes up 95% of our thought patterns and what sort of drives us, which again, that most of it is developed from zero to seven. So a lot of times when I work with people, I talk about deconditioning and human design, but it's it can be really challenging because there's so many layers, there's so much stuff to peel back. There's a quote from someone and I don't remember who, but it's basically like, you know, every every layer of our emotions and and our brains and our subconscious mind is like an onion. As you peel back the layers, you're going to learn things about yourself. You're going to learn things about your past and you may cry, right? So the best way to manifest is by going into that subconscious brain and by trying to find ways to rewire this because we all know things that we want. And it's like we just can't do them. For example, I have been trying to become a morning person for basically my entire life and I just simply am not great at it, but I am working towards it. Notice my language here. I'm trying not to be so definite because I am working on my language, which also affects your subconscious mind, which here's another manifestation tip weaved in here. Notice your limiting beliefs and what you say. If you constantly are like, I'm broke, that is going to have an impact. So really think about like, instead of I'm broke, say I am working on attracting more abundance in my life. I am working on my finances. I am becoming financially secure. I am using my money on more important things right now. You know, there's different language around it. So it's interesting because like, I know I want to become a morning person and I know the steps that I have to take to do that. But for some reason I can't do it. This is kind of like addicts, right? Where they know they want to change, but there's something that they just, they can't do it. And it's really, really hard to rewire our brains to change. I know it because there's so many things in my life that I'm still trying to figure out how to do. And so that's where it's like, there's, this is so much deeper than just, you know, action step and emotions, which we hear a lot of. It's more like what, what's beneath the surface, what's in what's in the 95% of my brain, which is in my subconscious, that I need to change to get to this next level because that's where I will start to wake up in the morning I will start to attract money I will you know stop smoking or whatever you're I'm, I'm giving just some examples but these are just examples of ways that our subconscious brain needs to be rewired to make changes so how we go about rewiring our subconscious brain is by meeting our limiting beliefs so exhausting sort of the number of reasons why you can't have the thing that you want. So we'll use the getting up in the morning as our example. So some limiting beliefs around getting up in the morning could be that if I wake up early, I will be tired all day. If I wake up early and start doing something, I will be late to the thing that I'm required to go to. Maybe it's work or something else. If I wake up really early in the morning, I will lose out on sleep. If I wake up in the morning, I won't be able to sleep in. If I wake up early in the morning, I will lose watching my show at night that starts at nine o'clock. You know, if I wake up in the morning, I will not be able to hang out with my partner and catch up because he goes to bed later than I do. These are just examples, but. These are ways that we have limiting beliefs because are any of those really true? Probably not. And I guarantee there are ways to rearrange those other things in your life to to have the thing that you want. So the next part of the limiting beliefs is by going into, you know, why don't I have this thing yet? After you've exhausted all the reasons why you can't have it, Think about why don't I have this? And so some other examples could be, I'm not committed. I'm not disciplined. I want you to kind of beat yourself up with this one. It's thinking about like, you know, why can't I get up in the morning? Why don't I deserve this? And you could even say like, I'm lazy or I don't, I'm not disciplined enough. I don't have enough capacity in my day to have another minute awake versus sleeping and then also right, like what are you scared of? Could be like I'm scared to these are similar to the looming beliefs. I'm scared to be tired all day. I'm scared I won't show up the way that I want to at work when I don't sleep in or I don't get to have that extra, you know, hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. And here's the deal. No risk if if you there's if you don't take a risk, there's no reward. So you have to take a risk and have the discipline because that's self-love that when you take a risk and you believe in yourself and you do the thing that you want, you communicate to your subconscious brain that you are worthy and that you can make changes. You're re hardwiring your brain. And I was at this retreat and we were walking through a lot of these things and we walked through we really spent a lot of time on this sort of shadow work. And for me, it was around money manifestations and it was the most profound experience I've ever had quite honestly in my life. We got to a point where I think at some point we were closing our eyes and I was breathing into my body and it was like, breathe into the part of your body that is where you feel this. And for me, it was like in my chest and like a little bit right above my gut kind of in that whole region and it was like if you could just breathe some light into that area and I started to like close my eyes and I I really quickly went into kind of like a deep meditative state and while I was in this place I literally saw an older version of myself and I've never had something like this ever in my life happen but I literally like I met myself at 40 years old I don't even have words to describe the experience other than like, I literally was like standing in a field and there was me at 40. I looked really good. I I was like fit and blonde and I was wearing a pink shirt and jeans and I was laughing at myself and I was saying something like, you know, don't worry. Like everything that you desire, you're going to have, don't worry about it. And so I was at this place of just And I was looking at the older version of myself and I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like you promise. And, and she was like, stop, calm down. It's going to be okay. You're working so hard. You're pushing so hard. Like you're going to have the things that you want And literally within a blink. And again, my focus at this retreat was on, actually, I don't know if I said this, but my focus was on money manifestations at the time. So this really crazy experience happened where all of a sudden I blink and I am in my kitchen of my childhood home. And I am standing there and there's this story in my family, which is kind of funny, but, and I know my dad listens to my podcast, so I don't even think I've told him this, but my dad used to make a joke that I like, that I like designer milk because I used to like almond milk. And I, you know, I I grew up kind of, you know, Midwest, like, you know, I think this was when like, you know, the nut milks were kind of making their appearance and I actually, so I went to college, my, originally for nutrition, I wanted to be a nutritionist and really into that. That changed like literally a week into being at college, but I was really into like health and wellness. And like, I wanted to try the different, like new foods and things. And so I wanted to get almond milk. And my dad, I guess had said to my sister that, oh, Leah likes designer milk. And I didn't, in, in my memory, like I thought that my dad like had said that to me as a joke but he didn't. So I blink and I'm in my family kitchen and I've told her sisters and my, old, my oldest sister, Lauren, she laughed. She was like opening the fridge and she looked at me and she said, like, I was at the store the other day with dad and he said that you like designer milk. And my other sister's laughing and we're like laughing about it. There must have been something in that moment that like really like dimmed my light inside of me. And I, I gotta feel like I'm gonna get emotional. I had no idea that that was something that I, I hung on to. Like it's always been a joke, but it wasn't. I didn't even remember that experience the right way. And I know that that's exactly how it happened because I later like brought it up to my sister, and she was like, "Oh my god, I remember when I told you that that day." And I just thought my dad told me it, but it wasn't like it was indirect from my sister, but. I literally was standing there and I watched myself. I had dark hair. Um, I've been all the hair colors and I had dark hair at this time. And I and I looked at myself and I saw myself like laugh, but get like, you know, I, I could like feel the emotion that I felt in that moment of like, why can't I have the thing that like I deserve or like, wh- why can't I have something that I really desire? And there was like a money story or something that I hung on to in that moment so it was like, what would you say to that that version of you? What do I wanna to say to that girl? And so at that moment in this like trance that I was in, I look at her and I said, it's going to be, I, I literally delivered the same message that the 40 year old version of myself delivered. And I said, you're gonna be okay. It's It's like, you're allowed to like, <gasps> you're allowed to like almond milk. You are going to be able to afford your own groceries someday. You're going to be able to buy the things that you want. You're going to be able to try different things. And and this isn't something that's meant to limit you. When I tell you guys, I'm at this retreat and I don't know, there's maybe like 15 women there. I am sitting on a couch with my eyes closed, like profusely crying, like, like, Ugly crying tears down my cheeks, and I so anyway, so I'm like crying, like talking to my I think I was 16, and in a blink of an eye, I literally in my right hand, I was holding hands with the 40 year old version of myself, and in my left hand, I was holding hands with the 16 year old version of myself, and there I was at 26, my current self. I was standing there in between them holding hands with both versions of myself. When I tell you, I get so emotional when I tell this story because like it literally like it changed my fucking life. Like I and I felt like there was like this bright white light around all three of us. And I felt really connected to my past and I felt really connected to my future and I felt really present in the moment. And I was a mess. So I opened my eyes and everyone's like, do you have something to share? (laughs) And I just, I, I was in awe. And I'm like, I just met myself at 40 and met myself at 16 in a moment that I thought was so insignificant that had such a profound subconscious wiring in my head that I think is preventing me from getting to I guess, where I wanted to go. It kind of changed my whole life and I still don't know how to describe it. Um, it was just crazy. And and that's kind of the work that happens when you work on your subconscious brain. Not to say that everyone's going to go through that experience because I was the only person that did go through that. But it's just to say that there's so many like random moments that can have such an effect that you may not even realize. A really great example that I heard was someone there was talking about how she, she was manifesting like a really big home. And one of the things that she had this like defense around was like, I feel like everyone keeps judging me that I want this like huge house. Like she was thinking that like her mother-in-law was judging her, that she wanted this big house and, and she wanted this like really fancy house. And She was like in her head, she was like, is it shallow and is it indulgent? Is it showy? And, you know, she was having all these limiting beliefs inside. And like, even though she was looking for a big home, working with a realtor, like it wasn't the right place, wasn't showing up. And she found that she had limiting beliefs around her, her uh, in-laws and her people in her life that she thought maybe they think I'm showy. So she was hanging on to that when, when she went through sort of this subconscious rewiring, she said, Why do. I want a big house. And she said, because I want rooms for guests. I want, I want rooms for the things that I love to do. I want a place that I can do yoga and I want a place that I can meditate. And I want bedrooms so that when my family visits me, they have places to stay. And I want to have people over because I want to entertain them. I want my place to be the home where people can knock on the door and it's a sense of community. I want everyone to feel welcome here. And like, is that showy? Is that indulgent? Is that shallow? And it's not. And so we can really think about our, how we tell ourselves these stories and how that really gets in the way of our manifestations. And so for me, it was like, I think I must've been holding on to a story around that it was designer to have nice things. And, you know, I, I used to kind of always put my nose up at, people who love like designer bags. Like I have friends that love designer stuff. And I've always said like, I've I've literally always rolled my eyes and been like, yeah, like that's just the dumbest. What a waste of money. And, you know, for the longest time, I, I thought that that was right. And now I'm at this place where I'm like, why do I care? You know, why did I care? And I think that was my subconscious brain saying something about that moment of like, you know, that's indulgent. Like that's way too, you know, showy or that's too, like um, that's a waste of money. Why not just get something cheaper? And I think, you know, happiness isn't a contagious thing. So whatever makes someone happy, I think we need to honor that, whether it's like what makes us happy or what we would spend our money on, because we know that the energy of happiness will affect everyone else around us. And so we have to celebrate people getting things that they really want, because that allows us to get things that we want. When we celebrate people for their accomplishments Like, and we celebrate people getting things that they want, even if it's something that you don't want, there's room for you too to have that happiness. And so, you know, another part of manifestation is not condoning people for having the things that you want, not looking at the person with the house or not looking at the person with all the money or looking at the person that like, you know, never had a, a, was never an addict or something like that getting this sort of like jealousy or um, better than them attitude. It's more like celebrating people for what they've overcome and what's now making them happy, because that will attract the abundance in your life. So there's room for everyone and know that the energy is everything. And that is one of the most important parts of manifestation. And again, on the other side of this, List, I I did a lot of like you know, shadow work. I didn't know what shadow work meant until this experience. Now I do, and and inner child work. Now you want to write what it feels like to have the thing that you get. So, what does it feel like to any of the examples that I gave today? We were talking about sleeping as one of them. You know, what does it feel like when I when you wake up early in the morning and you had your whole day, it was perfect and it was, you know, you accomplished everything that you wanted to. Like, what does that feel like? And what does it look like when you have this thing that you desire that you want to manifest? How does that make you feel? And exhaust the crap out of that list. Write down everything. And just like you, just like you exhausted everything that is a limiting belief and a fear that you have, or a reason why you don't have something yet or what you're scared of, write down like what it feels like to have it. And um how great it is and what it looks like and visualize yourself getting it. So if it's money like visualize that number. If it's if it's building your dream home, you know visualize that home. If it's getting up in the morning, visualize your alarm like going off and you spurting up and like doing all the things that you want to do and having your amazing morning ritual. Visualize all of these things and work on reprogramming your subconscious mind because that is what's going to make the difference. And again, human design is an amazing tool to do this. And I'm going to end this podcast pretty much right here by saying that if you are looking to have support with this process, I have a couple offerings for you. Number one, if you have not purchased your guidebook yet, It's an amazing resource to learn about your human design and there is a page about your manifesting style and it also has journal prompts to think about different parts of yourself. If you would like to work with me one-on-one in person to work on manifestation, to work on deconditioning, to become closer to yourself, for me to walk you through this exercise with all of your limiting beliefs and things that are holding you back. In going into all of the centers that you have within your chart and really drawing on your channels, I just opened the wait list for a program called The Design of You, The Method. And this is the method that I have been using with clients and with family members of mine and people to help them get closer to themselves. And I hadn't had a formal container around it, but I am super happy to finally launch a one-on-one coaching program Mentoring, coaching, mentoring, two different words, kind of the same thing in both capacities. I'm really happy to open this program to start working with people on a one to one basis. I will also link the waitlist in the show notes. So please join this waitlist. This will be a higher ticket item. I will offer a scholarship option for people to apply to that. And it will open sometime in Q1, but I don't have an official date. So definitely get on the waitlist because that's going to be the first place that I announce it. I will probably open it a week ahead of time to that waitlist versus announcing it on my Instagram or my newsletter. So please definitely join the waitlist for that. And I really look forward to working with you guys more one-on-one and using human design to help you not only understand yourself, but to get to the next level in terms of, you know, calling in the right relationships, manifesting things that you want, creating your dream life and, and just really getting close to yourself. So I can't wait to work with you guys this year in 2023. Again, thank you for, um, (laughs) Thank you for your patience as I worked on getting another podcast episode over to you. Um, Before I go, I will be doing a quick little um, mini readings on a couple people that submitted. So stay tuned for that. And then at the end, I will ask you to share with some friends. So listen to that. But I'm so happy to have had a chance to chat with you guys. And bye-bye. All right, now on to the reading portion of the show. So this request is from Dana. Dana said, how to be the best mama I can be, how to balance work and being a mama, and ways to minimize guilt, both work and mom, keeping my health important, but giving my all as a mom. My guess is you see a trending theme. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Dana is, I just pulled up her chart. She is a... Five, or sorry, a one, three uh, projector, emotional projector. She has split definition, which I like to call collaborative. And she is the right angle cross of the vessel of love. She's got an open head, an undefined Ajna, an open throat, an undefined G center, an undefined sacral center. And then she has a defined ego, solar plexus, root, and spleen. Okay, so let's get into this, Dana. And actually, I, I know who this is, and I didn't choose that because, so I didn't recognize your email, so but this is really fun. Um, so first and foremost, when it comes to parenting, there human design is so powerful for parenting for a lot of reasons. One, it helps you understand how you best operate and how to be into alignment. Because here's the thing, when we're in alignment, it affects everyone, If I'm in alignment, that kind of helps everyone else around me be in alignment, right? And so as a mom, with being a projector, it's really important that you understand your energy in so many different ways. But the first thing that I'd like to say is know that it is important for you to give yourself that rest that you need as a projector. So many projector moms become so bitter because they're constantly overdoing it, keeping like doing everything under the sun and trying to output so much energy within every minute of the day. And of course there are going to be things that you have to do as a parent and a mother and things that you don't love to do, but you know, you have to use your energy, but find ways within your schedule. If you can, you know, hand off your kid to your partner, or if you can, if, If you can get someone to come to your home and watch your kid for a little bit, just just so you could rest, you know, get some help if you're able to or find ways to, you know, build in rest within your schedule if you can't get away from your kid. So when they take a nap, you take a nap when instead of, you know, when they're resting, you're trying to get the dishes done and everything else. Just be okay with things not being perfect all the time and allow yourself to lean into that rest. Now, I would love to see the baby's chart, of course, husband's chart and all of that. But um, I think for your health to be the most important thing, you really just want to be aware of the amount of rest and output and input you're, you're doing with your day to day. I always tell projectors that you don't want to have so much output without having input. Input is that rest. Input's when you're chilling and you're relaxing. And you know, that can be a walk for you, or it could be, like I said, literally taking a nap. And here's the thing. I'm not a mother, but I get this a lot in readings where there's a guilt thing. And there's a lot of questions around, you know, I feel so guilty doing things that are good for me um, when I should be, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. And here's the thing. You are doing an amazing job. You are incredible. You birthed a human. You are raising a human. And that is a full-time job in itself on top of your other job. And being a mother is something that is subjective and very individual between the family dynamics and the mother and the child. You are perfect the way that you do it. And there's no right or wrong way. So I wanted to just allow you to receive that because I'm sure that you feel guilt for, you know, especially in this day and age, we open up our phones and we see all these like mothers that are so perfect online. And here's the thing, no one's perfect. And again, social, or again, I didn't even say this, but on social media, that's a highlight reel. So to minimize the guilt, I actually want you to be a little bit more selfish and to allow yourself to lean into that rest, to do things that are good for you. Now, what's really interesting in this chart is I do see, so within the variable section of this chart, um, all of th- this person is Dina. the person who submitted is a quad left. Being a quad left, you were going to Being a quad left, you are someone who is naturally more disciplined and structured. You tend to zoom in on things and you like details. And the people who are quad left are definitely more routine focused and can be very consistent. So that said, you being someone who's consistent, I would find a routine that works for you that has that rest that a projector needs built into your routine literally schedule it in, write it in. And I, another really great tip is to every Sunday or Monday, whenever you begin your week is to think about the week ahead. I call this sort of like my um, like CEO day. I think I grabbed from someone else that I saw on TikTok, but your CEO day is the day where you look at your family or your work and or business of your business owner and you say you know what needs to happen this week what like let me organize my my week. And so that's something that you can do to organize your schedule. I invite you to organize your schedule and to think about a routine that allows you to honor your energy as a projector while also honoring your need for a routine and that kind of structure. I think that'll help you. All right. Let's move on to another one. This is from Jessica. Jessica says, I'm looking for guidance in two areas of my life right now. Health wise, I have been very unwell with a burnout and chronic fatigue syndrome, which had me stopping my career and goals as I was bedridden for three years. This was a big change in my life, but also was able to do a lot of self-development and reconnect with myself. Is there a good way for me to balance fatigue within my life as I am wanting to start work again? I would like to also have children soon. Career-wise, am I on the right track helping women not experience burnout and help develop their businesses? I am just feeling unsure about my purpose. However, I have also been so successful within my career in businesses before I became unwell. Okay, Jessica. Let's dive in here. So I just pulled up her chart. She is a 5-1 manifester and she is an ego manifester. So she has that willpower authority. Um, also a split definition, or as I like to say, collaborative definition, left angle cross of education, and she has an open spleen and an open solar plexus and an undefined root and an undefined sacral. And a defined ego, identity, throat, ajna, and head center. So here's the thing, Jessica, when it comes to experiencing chronic fatigue and burnout, the first thing that I looked for, so I read that before I pulled up your chart. And the first thing that I was going to look at was, okay, is your spleen open or not? Um, you have a wide open spleen and you have a wide open emotional center. So where we're open in our charts is where we can experience what we call conditioning and where we get this conditioning. It can be you a know, really great place where we learn lessons throughout life, but we also can sometimes hang on to energy and it can get in the way of who we really are. And so you are really prone and sensitive to picking up on the Energy from people in these places and within the spleen, it really is about fears and the well-being. And so you are susceptible to picking up on like when someone else is unwell, you can pick that up and feel that their immune system is low. You can feel that if they're full of fear, you feel that same with your emotional center, the solar plexus. This is also wide open. So, you know, you're the person that is built with tons of empathy, but you hang on to or you could tend to hang on to the emotions of other people and sometimes have a hard time letting go of what you're feeling when it's not even yours to carry. So, how we can decondition these areas is I want you to go back to your strategy and authority first and foremost. That's the most important thing, as always. So, as a manifester, you are designed to inform and you you are meant to make sure that you' you have the heart and the will in something. so as a manifester how you kind of operate is number one you are someone who gets a lot of like different ideas and you get bursts of energy and it's not always consistent so the other thing with you having an undefined sacral it tells me that you may be trying to kind of like what in the last reading that I did is like you know trying to keep up with the hustle and bustle of the world when you're designed to, take breaks. And especially when you don't have that burst of energy, it's okay to rest because if you force yourself, you are going to experience that more of that burnout and more of that like chronic fatigue. So as a manifester though, when you get those creative bursts of energy before you go after something, it's really important that you, you determine whether you have the willpower or your heart is in something. When your heart is in something You will hear yourself say things like, I will do this or I need this. It's very like egocentric. And, you know, I think a lot of people place the ego in this negative light, but it's like selfish in a way, but in a good way, like I want to do this. My heart is in this. I feel like motivated for this thing. I have the will to get this done. I if you could make a promise to do something, that's an indication that your heart's really in something. So. With that, if you get an idea for something or you get like a burst of energy, that's when you go, Okay, do I have the willpower for this? If it's yes, it's important that you inform anyone that's affected by that decision. So it's not that you have to inform everyone, but whoever is affected by the decision or the thing that you're about to go after, you want to let them know and then go act, go initiate, go do it. So when you follow that, that leads you into a life of peace. And every time that you don't do that, every time you're forcing things, you're not giving yourself the rest, you are not informing people, or you're not listening to whether your heart is in something or not, you're going to experience anger. And the more and more that you experience anger throughout your life, the more and more that's going to manifest itself as some of these negative sort of medical, um, things that can show up. And I am not a doctor, so disclaimer, please seek medical attention or advice for anything that I say. Like This is just my thoughts through a human design lens. And so that's gonna help you decondition that energy that's been picked up in some of these open areas first. The second thing is that when it comes to this open spleen and this open solar plexus, it's really important for you to learn ways to let go and move this energy through you. If you're feeling a lot of fear, fear is not meant to guide you. It's meant to be something that you witness, observe, learn from, and let go. If you're feeling like unwell because you were just around someone that's unwell, what can you do to counteract that energy? What can you do to ensure to yourself that you are well? Movement is great. Um, You know, having the food that you, that you like, that you do daily, you have closed taste digestion. So it's important for you to eat re- like in sort of a routine, but kind of have the same sort of things, very pure, simple ingredients. I would go back to that. The other thing is that I would find a way to move energy throughout your body through movement. So meditation's great. Somatic work, breath work, um, you know, yoga, walking. I mean, if you like hit, which you may like if you get a burst of energy there um, or like a you know more intense workout. Maybe that's your thing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. But if that's your thing, that can help move that energy through. When it comes to the emotional center, it's sort of the same way of observing the emotions, taking inventory. Is this my emotion or is this someone else's? And finding ways to bucket those and say, this isn't mine to hang on to. And so how can we release that? Um, Maybe it is feeling through it. Maybe it's listening to that song or some music or something that helps move emotions through you. I just watched a really good movie recently called Lion and I cried like, like literally wept the entire time and I have an undefined solar plexus, so it's not open, but I kind of felt like I needed that. Like it was a good cleanse. So maybe get a good cry, release, journal, let go. That's going to really help you move forward in your purpose. As far as the next piece, you said, I don't know that I understood the second piece of. Actually, before I go into that, because there's another part in here where you said that you would like to have children soon. And I think that that's great if that's in alignment for you, if that feels like something, if that's, you know, something that's kind of showing up for you and, you know, that's something that you and your partner can go ahead and, and decide to do. Again, like I said in the last reading, the more that you're in alignment, the more that everything else is going to fall into alignment. And so that's going to allow you to experience less of that burnout. And so now moving on to the career part where, so you said, I, am I on the right track helping women not experience burnout and help develop their businesses? And I don't know if you do this already because then you said you are successful there, but you want to make sure that when you get back into it, like you don't want to become unwell So I'm not sure if this is what you do or not, but I'm assuming I'm going to assume that you either do this or that you are wanting to do this. And so in either case, what I would say is, again, it's so important that you honor your energy, create a schedule that has a lot of autonomy. Something about manifestors is that you need a lot of flexibility day to day, because if you get a creative creative idea, it's important that you follow that and go after that. And you have the freedom to do that. Um, So for example, maybe it's a new program you're creating to help women. So I would work on that. The other thing is, you know, we, our careers, what's really great about how careers develop is, especially as like a business owner is a lot of times it's taking a skill that you've learned or something that, you have experienced in your life and helping others in that way. So for example, we're talking about your burnout and the chronic fatigue syndrome and things that left you unwell for a little bit. And so I think it's great that you're wanting to help people avoid that work because that's something that you've learned and have accomplished within your own life. And so I always think it's great to teach from a place of experience now you are a five one manifester. And so there is this desire to help people. And the number one thing with being a five one, and I'm a five one myself, and I've had to learn this the hard way. So I'm speaking from an experience, but being a having a five in your profile indicates that you love to help people. You want to serve them, but it's so important that you're not prioritizing someone else's peace and satisfaction above your own. You want to make sure that You are taking care of yourself before helping and serving other people. That is so important. And I think that having clear boundaries will set you up for having a more calm day to day. So you don't experience burnout. Um, What I mean by this is there is this like projection field that happens with the fiber, it's either positively or negatively projected onto where people will assume you're going to help them in some way and so it's very important for you to be super super clear on how you're going to help people with the um to help people not experience women, not experience burnout and help them develop their businesses. So I think that that's going to help you. You know, the one part of you is like a researcher. So I would talk about research you've also done. I think leaning on statistics or facts or things that you've studied and the knowledge that you have is going to be really helpful in attracting clients. Um, But in general, being a five year attracting sort of people anyway, because there is this like energy that people look at you as someone who's going to come in and help. So that's what I would say about any of that. And um, actually, one more thing from my heart, unrelated to human design, I want you to know that I love you and that there is you are doing such a great job on this healing journey. And I'm so proud of you for the self-development and the the way that you've been able to reconnect with yourself. And I love the desire that you have to make changes and um, be more in alignment and to be a better version of yourself. I work with so many people, and the ones that have a desire to make a change and a desire to to have a better life, those are the people that get that. It's the people that are unaware of why they're experiencing burnout or chronic fatigue and not trying to find a solution that it's really hard to get through because if they don't if they don't understand themselves or why something's happened or even care to understand why, They're never going to make the positive changes to have the life that they desire. So I just want you to know that you are doing an amazing job and thank you so much for submitting because I think that you are on the right track. And the more and more that you honor your energy as a manifester, you are going to experience more and more ease and flow within your life. All right, let's move on to the next one. (laughs) I love this one. The person just put her name and she said she's a reader and wants to learn from another reader's perspective. And she said, just split definition. (laughs) And it works out because we've kind of briefly mentioned it. So I'm going to talk to you guys about split definition. So, split definition or definition in general speaks to how we work with other people and how we flow. And so, someone can have single definition, split definition triple split definition or quadruple split definition. It simply means how your energy is defined within your chart. So if you have single definition, you have a flow of channels that connect all of the defined centers in your chart. And if you have split definition, it means that there's like two areas of channels connected. So there may be like the spleen connected to the root. And then there may be like the Ajna connected to the, head and the throat, but it's not connecting down to those other ones. So there's like two areas. And then, you know, same goes for the third and fourth. Um, There's like just little, basically there's three sections or there's four sections if you have triple or quadruple. So with split definition, I like to call this, or the way that I should say I learned it was through collaborative definition. Why it's collaborative definition And I think this is a better phrase for it is because you do really well in collaboration with other people. So some people are designed to, you know, be really independent. If you're single definition, you're super independent, very self-sufficient. And that's how you process things as a split definition or collaborative definition. Your life is about connecting with other people because you have two areas of your chart kind of in different places. And so you're kind of always needing to collaborate and be in connection with people to kind of find that flow of energy. So if you ever feel like something's missing in your day to day, it might feel good for you to go to like a coffee shop and just be around people. Being in the energy of others helps you understand how your energy flow or maybe not helps you understand, but can allow your energy to flow better and you'll feel that sense of wholeness. And there are three different sort of variations of a split that you can have. So you could have a small split or like a simple split. You could have a wide split or you could have like a super wide split. And a simple split just means that you have like one gate that would connect to another gate that's hanging somewhere. And that would kind of make everything flow together. And if you have a wide split, that means that you've got a wider Area, maybe you need a full channel to make the split connect, or you need, you know, a couple gates to make things happen. Um, if you have a very wide split, it's kind of similar to the other one. Um, it's going to take a lot for the definition to become sort of what we call single definition. So, what I mean by that is like when two charts or two people are together, their charts sort of overlay. And so, when you're a split, when you're with someone else, if they have the opposing gate or they have a channel that helps connect and flow the chart for you, then that helps you feel it. You know, another important thing is to look at transits to see what is causing definition in your chart or not. So that is how the definition sort of works. The one thing that I just want to call out is that you don't have to collaborate all the time and always be in connection. It's not that you can't do anything alone and that you, like you may be someone who is independent, like you may be a hermit. Um, But it's just about being being in connection can just help you flow a little bit easier if you feel like something's missing. So, you know, notice where you're feeling like, notice when you're with someone and you're kind of in a flow state and notice when you're alone and or who are the people around where you're in that flow state. You know, take time to arrive to things in a slower fashion because it's important for you to, Give yourself the space to not always immediately be clear, because when you have the patience of, you know, connecting with people, it allows more things to show up for you and allows you to flow. So, yeah, those are kind of my tips. And just want to say one more thing, actually. (laughs) I keep saying that. This is the last thing. The last thing I will say is that I am someone who has split definition and I do really well, like just even calling a friend or you know going to a co-working place or being around people having conversations really fun for me so you may just need to sometimes do that when you feel stuck If this episode has energized you, I ask you to share it or to send it to someone where it can make a big difference in their life. And please tag me with your shares, something you learned from this episode or that you love from it. I'm at the design of you on Instagram. Also please DM with questions or feedback or whatever. I love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your support and consider subscribing to this podcast and leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together. Thank you. And I love you. Oh, so, so much. See you soon.